Welcome back to the Born to Be Fat podcast. I am Marta and I have a very special guest. I have Katie Robinson here. She is from the Brand 5. She owns a creative marketing company, the Brand 5. And the Brand 5 specializes in helping businesses come to life through new and creative marketing strategies. Katie also specializes in sales training and mindset work with small businesses throughout the U.S. At her core, Katie is passionate about helping people find success whether that be through marketing, sales, and sometimes even their mindset. And I'm so excited to have Katie here. Hi, Katie. Hi. <laughs> Katie and I, uh, backstory, how we met. Uh, Katie was actually my roommate in college. My sophomore year of college, her and her best friends were all seniors and they needed an extra roommate. And I just, I don't even know how we, we found each other. <laughs> I feel like and, we met when I was, I think we, I was a junior, we lived at the other house and you came over oh, and nice. you were like super full of life and we're like, yeah, this will work. Like, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. And then we ended up finding the house and I ended up staying there for like four years and yeah, the, the rest <laughs> is history. That was just some crazy times. We, that's how, that's how Katie and I met, but I just wanted to have her on here. Katie wanted to actually come on to the podcast. I love when people ask to come on to the podcast and talk a little bit about business and mindset. And I just wanted to see like, when I knew you back in college, you were just a communications major. You didn't really know what you wanted to do with your life. And then graduated, you ended up moving to Kansas. You became a realtor and now you own your own business. Like how did you get from there to where you are now? You know, I think some of these passions I always had and they just resurfaced in different ways. And now I finally have found where they all kind of align. I think when I knew you, um, at, at the core of who I am, I truly want to help people. And right now my business is all about helping people find success through their marketing efforts and communication and sales. Um, when I met you, I, I did a lot of stuff even before I met you with the health world and self-confidence. And then that transferred into, uh, sales and I did all sorts of different marketing and sales jobs until I landed here. But now I finally feel like it's exactly what I want to do. And I hear you talk a lot on your social media about like when you finally are doing the job that you love so much, like I, I have three kids and I love my kids, but I could easily work like 24 hours a day. Like literally I love it because I have this creative side and I get to be around creative people and doing these things for businesses. But I also I, I get to see these entrepreneurs or small business owners, like find success and build success with me through marketing. So I know, I know it maybe sounds lame for people, but I, it is all channeled to be the same thing. I like helping people find success. So. Yeah, that's amazing. And do, didn't you start this company with your dad? So yeah, I started it with my dad and we were doing sales training specifically because he's been a sales trainer for 30 years. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to take it in more of a creative direction and do more marketing-based stuff and work in sales here and there. Um, and then he ended up taking a job with one of our bigger clients and has since been doing that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to lean into what exactly how I, what I know how to do best. And I would say for the past seven months, I did that like seven months ago, I kind of started just me. And I have been doing really well ever since. I think it's because like, I just kind of leaned into that genius of what you know how to do. And it kind of takes off from there. Yeah. What, what is it about like branding and marketing that attracts you so much? Like that makes you so excited to build. I like to like figure out ways to communicate to their audience. Like 
you know, um, okay, for example, I, I actually had a lunch with a health coach, right? And she's a health coach that does, she doesn't specify on a certain type of um, way to be healthy, you know, like she, she kind of meets people where she's at, where they're at. And I love to hear what they want to do and then figure out a way to translate that to attract the people they want to attract. So we ended up creating a tagline and working on new branding that says um, it was her tagline was if you're sacrificing your happiness to be healthy, you're doing it wrong. Mm. You know, like if you're, and I think everyone that's ever done anything to try and get healthy, they think, oh, I got to be miserable to do that. Like, right. I want the, I want to be happy. And it's like, if you're sacrificing your happiness to be healthy, you're doing it wrong. Like you should be happy and healthy right. at the same time, you know? Right. And you can be and happy so, and unhealthy at the same time too. Right. Like just because right. you get healthy is doesn't right. mean that that's when you're finally going to be happy. And who defines healthy, you know, like what right. is healthy to you is healthy, you know, like at the end of the day, healthy really is happiness. And so if you're oh, yeah. doing things that make you unhappy, and that's the other thing is I think, you know, once you've gone through the roller coaster of trying to be healthy, you realize that happiness and healthy go hand in hand. That's what sticks is when you're able to be happy and be what you find is healthy for you. So I don't know, long story short, I like getting to the, I like, I really get to know who my clients are and being like, okay. And I get into their nitty gritty and I pull out all their stuff and we come up with something that they're proud of. And I think that moment where I've helped them find something that clicks and they finally have direction and they can move forward. And then I get to create the branding and the fun stuff and like the design parts of it, like that's yeah. all just fun. But I really like um, doing that for them. I like getting that information out of them. Yeah, yeah. And how did you like? Where did Brand Five even come from? Like, what did that name come from? Is it like does it stem from something significant? So I wanted. Or? I knew I wanted to get into branding, and um, I knew that I, I branding can mean a like branding can be a wide range. And I didn't know when I started the business, like where I was going to end up with it specifically. So I wanted something that encompassed what I wanted to do, but not be really generic. And then the number five actually came from somebody when I started this idea that said, well, you're only going to ever be able to make like 50,000. Like that's all you're really worth. And, you know, good luck. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to put the five in there and that's going to motivate me every single time I look at that name to realize that I'm going to do better. And then I was like, you know what? There's five people in my family. I've got three kids. So every time I look at it, it makes sense to me. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to drive harder. And then I figure at some point I'll make sense of the five. Like we focus on five areas of your business. Like That's it'll, what come, I was thinking I knew, based on. yeah. And I, and, and as I'm doing this now, and I've been doing it for the last seven months, I'm like, easily I can define five ways you look at your brand or five ways you look at your business. And so that will come, but I knew that I wanted that in there because I wanted to look at something that I was proud of and realize like, I'm going to make it something. So yeah, no. And I love that too. Cause especially when people are fucking coming at you and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, you think you're going to do well in your little business? Like yeah. you're never going to be able to do yeah. this. You're like, when people, somebody says, I'm like, how's your little business going? Oh, I'm like, oh, it's going fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. wait. So that's why I was like, you know what? I want to put that in there so that every time like, even if I was like, you know, entrepreneurship is hard when you first start, like you second guess everything. I was like, I just want to, I want to look at, I don't want to, I'm not going to give up on that name. Like, I'm not going to give up and let somebody win and say that I'm only worth something in life. Like, I'm going to just, so the five elements will come. Eventually it'll be like, hey, look at your business in five ways. But right sure. now sure. it's for me. So, yeah, no, but I like that though, because there's so many times where we feel like 
especially when it comes to business, just like, I mean, life in general too, but especially when it comes to business, you feel like you do have to do things in certain ways to like attract certain people or to like, please certain people, but like, really, you really need to do things that feel good for you. So it's like, I like that. You're like, fuck you. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to name my brand for something that makes sense to me. Like if it doesn't make sense to anyone else, it really doesn't matter at all. I can name my something like make sense of Amazon. Like, okay. At the time Amazon was created, like, you know, right. People get so hung up, especially when in marketing, but now it's like, well, Amazon is Amazon or Google. Like that's a Google was a, what nothing was Googling until Google was the name, you know, you make, you make the name, you just need to be proud of it. And when I work with businesses, sometimes like at the, the, I work at them at all different levels, but when they're at the creation level, they get so stuck on making sense of it. And sometimes it does need to make sense. Right. But if your branding's right and your messaging's right and everything else goes, people, people will just that becomes it. Like, how would you make sense of the word Google? You're going to be like, okay, so like, and now it's an adjective. Like it's a, it's yeah. a no, it's a verb. It's a verb yeah. is what I meant to say. Like it's an action. I'm going to Google something like that's built into that. So yeah, as long as, you know, where people get stuck is if they're not proud of it, the second they're proud of something, they'll convince anyone to buy into it because you're proud of it and you're, you're about it. So, I mean, that, that, the, the five will come. <laughs> the five really doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. It'll, it'll help eventually, maybe someday, but you know, you have yeah. an idea of how you do it. I just yeah. love that, you know, especially with someone who has a fucking family. It's not like you're just like this single woman, yeah. you know, building out this business. Like you started this business with a family already. And how is mm-hmm. like, how has that been for you? Chaos. Pure freaking chaos. And if anyone tells you differently, they're lying. Okay. Or they have an immense amount of help. It's chaos. I think even if you have help, it's chaos because your mind is, I started it. I I left my secure job when I was eight and a half months pregnant, right. When COVID started. And like, I don't know when I'm pregnant. I think I just like have all these wild ideas. So I think when I went to Connor, my husband and I was like, Hey, I'm going to start a business. He's like, Oh, here we go. You know, like every time I was ever pregnant, I like had a whole restructuring of my whole world. Like I would be like, I'm starting a new career. And this one, I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur because like so many things I wanted structure. I want, or I want, I want guarantees. I Mm -hmm. want all these things. And like entrepreneurship is none of that. There's like, you're creating your own structure. You have to learn about accounting. You have to like learn how to be a boss. You have to learn how to hire people. Like I had to Google, like interview. I mean, like I thought I had things that I didn't have together. Anyways, it, it, it's chaos and you it's balancing act. And it's like, now I'm hitting the part of my business where a lot of work is coming in. And before it was like, how am I going to bring in work? Now I'm dealing with all the work that's coming in and I foresee it always being chaos, but I think entrepreneurs just become really comfortable in the chaos and they learn to navigate it. I don't, I hope it never slows down. I don't want it to slow down, you know? So it's just, like being comfortable with, with it and finding, I guess, finding a balance with it. If there is one, I don't know. I'm still looking. How has it been like for your, your mindset going into, cause I was the same way where like, I never thought, and I'm like, it never even crossed my mind that I would be an entrepreneur and I would start my own business. Like never, like I never grew up being like, I'm going to start my own business and work yeah. for myself. Right. Like, like I was roommate, like, no, like, I'll just like, like I'll figure out a job that I really like doing and have yeah. no problem doing it. Um, and it wasn't until I started, like I got certified in coaching. I was like, no, like 
it was actually when I became a certified coach, I realized that I actually technically started my own business. It wasn't even like, I'm going to start my business. I got, I got certified and I was like, oh, that actually means that I started my own business because I can charge people for these things now. And then that's just kind of how like entrepreneurship started for me. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm, I'm already here now. Yeah. So like, how, how has it been like, because it's such a roller coaster going mm -hmm. through business and building out your business, like how was it for you, especially from like starting out to now with navigating your mindset through it? Um, it took work, like you work on your mindset. And I honestly think it came back to the name and the ability to be like, I'm not going to give this one up. Like, like I said, every pregnancy, I would get a new like twist on life and I would do something, but it never felt like in my gut, it was right. And the same thing happened when I launched with my dad, even when I started it, it was almost like my safety net, like, okay, I'm going to try it but I'm going to be too embarrassed to fail. So I'm going to partner up with somebody that's super successful and has done this for 30 years so that I can kind of, but it wasn't for me. Like it wasn't in my gut what I wanted to do. And, um, I think when I just started to do what I knew I was good at, I, I was really excited about it. And that excitement kept me moving forward. And it, I just couldn't, I just didn't want to throw in the towel. And I read every book, not every book, but a lot of books about how every entrepreneur, like, you know, you, everyone has the down moments. And so I just figured when the down moments came, this is part of the process, like that, that I'm not alone in this. This is what entrepreneurship is. It's not a failure. It's yeah. this is now I would be like, okay, now I'm in the down. How am I going to bring it back up? You know, like no one has ever said entrepreneurship is so easy. It's for everybody. And you start here and you just glide along. It's like, no, no welcome to the roller coaster shit show. So it's like, okay, I'm on it. I'm riding. I'm committed. Like I'm in. And so yeah. it just wasn't an option. I just didn't let myself out of it. I, I was, I would be too embarrassed to tell people I stopped versus I'm going to keep going. And yeah. I think when you do it, especially in this world, you have to do things that are like different than what you would normally do. And like, you have to be uncomfortable a lot. And I just had to like, I had to just tell myself the people that are going to support me are going to, at, at the end of this, are going to be the people that are going to stay with me, you know, and the ones that are going to talk bad and are going to laugh. Like I, I, I can't control that anyways. I'm just going to keep pushing forward. Like you, you're always going to be laughing at somebody. So whatever. I mean, I just had to throw those insecurities out and I still have to tell myself that like, I, it's not something that like is gone, you know? Yeah. And that, that's something that I always talk on too, is like, just because you've done some of the work, just because you've like been able to like feel better about yourself or improve your mindset in certain areas of your life, doesn't mean that that's not going to show up again, either in a different area of your life, or it's not going to show up again. Like that's something that I've been struggling with, with like gaining some weight recently. Like I thought, I, I thought I got through like my mindset of like the negative thinking of like myself and my body and all these things. And it came back, you know, it's like, I worked through at that point and it's, it doesn't mean that you don't, you, it's going to go away forever. Like it's always right. going to be work. And depending on how you look at that, like sometimes people will be like, well, fuck that then. Like, I'm yeah. going to always have to do the work. Like that sounds exhausting, but like that in itself is like a mindset. Right. So it's right. like, if you look at it as like, oh no, like the work is never done. That means I can continue to improve. I can continue to be more of who I'm meant to be like at the core of who I am. And 
unbecome all these other things that we've been like put onto ourselves and we've attached to all the time. Like, I think that's such a beautiful thing. And so the fact that you went into this and you're like, this is just a part of the process. Like I'm, you just have to be uncomfortable with it and it's okay. Like just because it's uncomfortable and it's hard and you have like these dips and these lulls, like, doesn't mean like you're a fucking failure. Like it's no. just literally part of the process. So I just love that you right. touched on that. Well, and the weird part is, is, you know, when I started this with my dad and he's been doing it for 30 years and he walks into rooms of really big name people and everybody in that room has an insecurity. And a lot of it is based mm-hmm. around sales and having to sell mm-hmm. themselves or deal with sales or ask for um, a sale and deal with rejection. Cause really sales yeah. is rejection. It's not oh, yeah. really a win. It's more of a rejection. So a lot of what we do, and I still do because marketing and sales are so similar. It's putting yourself out there in a big way, asking for business, right? Mar- if marketing is effective, you're hopefully asking for business in some sort of way. Yeah. So there are so many people that you would look at and find successful that something in their life inhibits them, um, you know, and hasn't, you have an insecurity, no matter how successful you are and it's work, it's always work. You're never, I mean, I think the people that act like nothing phases them, something will. And, and then even then, like maybe you're shutting it off because I think that people that are really emotionally intelligent with who they are, there's going, they're going to notice and identify things that make them uncomfortable. Um, and leaning into that and unpacking it on a regular basis is part of life. Like that's never going away. You know, like maybe you go on and you go to do something that makes you uncomfortable or you have babies or you go through these next stretches. Babies is a whole other thing of, of watching your body change and, and surrendering to the fact that you can't control it and you're doing something. I mean, mindset work is essential in your professional in your personal. It's everything. Everything. It, It really is everything. And I think that you really can speak on that when you practice mindset work, because you know how important it is. You know how little things can change the total outlook of your day. I mean. Yeah. And it's, it's so un, like, there's so much like unconscious, like thoughts and beliefs mm-hmm. that we have of ourselves, And that's when you step into that mindset work, especially like, you know, for me, it started out in health, right? So like I started out with my health and everything. And then I realized like, no, this got it like it transferred into like recognizing like oh the way that I look at myself and others and how situations are unfolding like really affect my relationships and like how I'm showing up in the world and then especially going into business like that's a whole nother fucking thing that comes up for you where you're like so many insecurities that you like don't even like insecurities that I hadn't thought about in years like yeah or like memories that even pop up for me. Like when I started my business and even now, like I go through my roller coaster of emotions Mm -hmm. through business and so much of your mindset is just based on just understanding. Like, I mean, you really do have control over it. Like there is so much unconscious, right? So you don't have control over the unconscious, but once you build that self-awareness around it, then you can decide, okay, what am I actually going to focus my attention on? I can focus it on like, business is hard and I'm going to fail and everything sucks and no one fucking likes me. Or you could focus on, okay, like I'm going after something that I love and this right. is really exciting and it's new and it's challenging. And I want to see how much I can learn and grow. And I want to fucking help people in whatever aspect, you know, you do it in. And, uh, it's just such a beautiful thing that to be able to, I just, I will, I mean, obviously I'm a mindset coach, so I will sit here and talk about fucking mindset. Well, it's funny that you say that. Like, I think that the subconscious part, like when I started my business, so obviously like 
I'm married. My, my, Connor's job has been the, the main, like, as I went to have kids, like his has always been steady. He's always been the one that has made the steady income. Like that's what we've always relied on. And, um, when you go to have kids, you have to factor in childcare and all these things. And we always agreed that his was going to stay and he's been nothing but supportive of all of the stuff that I've decided to do. But when I decided to do it, um, like I had all these running insecurities in my head, like, oh, he thinks that my job is stupid or little, or like maybe, you know, like he would rather me being home. And he would come in and, and say something along the lines of like, um, I, don't, I can't remember an example, but he would say something like, uh, are you going to be able to, or I have to go in early. Can you, I don't know, something like in, in related to my job, a question. And I would get so triggered and be like, what? So you don't think I'm going to make it? Like, you don't think, and he's like, no, why? Like, did I say that? Like, no, I never said that. He's like, I was just asking if you're going to be home by five 30. And I'm like, Oh, what? So you think I'm just going to sit here at three and like not have any, I mean, like it was something stupid, but he was like, you need to unpack why you are acting that way. And I'm like, you know what? It's solely because I don't think that like, maybe I don't think I'm worthy of doing this, or maybe I don't think I am able to start it or un- why do I, cause he's never given me a reason to think that he doesn't support it, but it's like my own insecurities of like, um, am I, am I going to be good enough to start this? Am I going to be good? Are people going to want to do business with me? And like unpacking that and realizing has helped our relationship because now when he asks me something, I don't think he's doing it to get a different answer other than just purely asking how something was, you know, but that's all the question actually is like objectively without like your reactions and your emotions behind it. Because we do, we like people ask us questions and we immediately want to assign some type of emotion or meaning or whatever mm-hmm. to it with like, and we have these assumptions of like what they actually mean behind that question. And like, it's just, uh, it's really interesting because the same kind of things have happened with me too. And it's really helped build up my relationship with my boyfriend too. Cause he, right. it you know, actually helps. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at first, like I was, I was really scared to really bring up anything to him about like coaching and stuff, because I have a hard time talking about my coaching to people that aren't in the coaching space because they don't really mm-hmm. understand like the ch- challenges. A lot of people have their own like preconceived like <laughs> notions of like what coaching is and whether or not it's like a viable job or whatever, you know? So it's like, I don't like to bring it up to certain people. And with him, I didn't want to bring it up because, and when I did, I, I always felt like he's like, Oh, I, I like, I remember the first time I invested in a business coach and I invested in a business coach and I brought it up to him. He's like, did you even fucking think about that? Like, did you even think about how much money that was? And so I immediately was like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I I get so in it. And then I, I didn't want to bring anything up. And now he's like, he's like a little mini business coach for me because he's like phenomenal at sales. He is such a good salesman, um, that he, like, he helps me like think of new ideas and how to approach things. And it's like such a beautiful thing to have someone there for you. But to be able to take out that, whatever your own insecurities are. I think that comes with emotional intelligence because I don't think people understand why they're doing the things that they're doing, you know, like why they're defensive about awareness. Right. And then it always came with tears when I broke down. I'd be like, I just don't think that like everyone thinks I'm stupid, you know? And it's like, you have to be, and that happened in front of my husband. It's not going to happen in front of everybody. But like, I think 
having the wherewithal and the mindset knowledge to realize why you're doing something. And I think that plays out into your relationship even further to say like all the time I do that now. Like, I think when you've been, I've been married for almost, um, I think I've been married nine years this year. Well, and, you've and been with Connor, since I've known you, yeah, like, like I've been with that. him for a long time. And so you go through like all of your twenties together and you're having kids and you're doing all these things. And there's so many things and marriages work in the sense of like, I always thought marriage was work because like before I was with somebody, I thought when people said marriage is work, it's because they really don't like each other and they have to like work to like each other. And I don't think that that's where work comes from. I think work is like, when I think of work, I want to make sure that I'm, that we're both always remaining like happy with ourselves and tuning back in. Like work to me is like working on our relationship. Like the more, uh, the more, the older you get, the more that comes into your relationship and the more emotions you have to deal with and the more um, workload, which is why people that have been married for so long say communication is key because you have to communicate about all of these things. That's work. Like it's not, it's making time to talk. It's not like I don't like him. It's like, okay, we have to work through how each other are feeling, you know, and just about life. And, um, you know, that all of that stuff comes. So like when I, when we will get in an argument about something and he's being defensive, I'm trying to think, why is he being defensive? It's not to be mean to me. It's probably he's protecting something or, right. or they're hurt about something. Like what's something the deeper- coming up from their past. Yeah. Past. And you realize that, you know, everybody has their own walk in life. And it, and especially this past year has, has taught me that tenfold is, you know, with all of these polarizing things going on, everybody has their own journey. Everybody has a past. Everybody was raised differently. Everybody brings something different to the table and the ability to be empathetic, to realize if I'm asking him something and he's getting defensive, it's probably because something else is going on. And that's not to dismiss his feelings, but that's to really understand that like there's multiple elements. And I think the more you work on your mind, the more empathetic you become because you realize everybody has those things to unpack. You know, like if somebody's super holding on to something, it has probably nothing to do with me. It's a lot more to do with them. And that is a lot of the stuff we deal with in sales. When you go and you ask somebody and you call, like you call somebody and say, I'd really like you to come onto my coaching program. And they're like, oh my God, you're so annoying. Stop. That has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. They, maybe you caught them at a bad moment and you just say, okay, that's on you. Like, that's you. This is me. And that, I don't think that's a facade. I think that's true. Like, you know, you're not going to be a fit for everybody. And a lot yeah. that has a lot to do with them and, and that's okay. And just, I think the more you work on your mindset, the easier bad thing, like the easier it becomes to deal with really hard things. I think yeah, like the negative things that mm-hmm. come up for people. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to, before I really got into mindset work too, like when people were like, Oh, like people's feelings and emotions and reactions towards you have nothing to do with you, but everything to do with them. I was like, what? I was like, mm-hmm. that doesn't make any fucking sense. And like, I think when you think that, because you're like immediately like, well, that's a shove off. Like I'm actually really right. pissed at you. I'm right. pissed at you. And I'm saying that, but it's like, maybe but, but like, it's, it's, it's not just that it's so much, um, it's just so much deeper it, 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 in, 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 on the surface. Yes. You did something that like on the surface, I've done something that's upset my husband, but it's upset is it's upset. My husband, not because maybe I left the, let let me think of an example. Like if I, um, if I, he, he doesn't get mad about this, but this is easy. If I left the dish, I'll switch it around. He leaves the dishes out for me to do. And I get irritated. Right. I'm not irritated because he left the dishes out. I'm irritated because I'm like, 
Does he not listen to me? And I feel like all I ever do is the dishes. Does anyone help me out? Like, I feel like all I do is work. You know, it's, it's not like it's one silly action, but really if he said, Hey, Katie, I'm going to do the dishes and I value you, but I don't have time right now. And I appreciate all you've been doing today. You relax. I'll get this later. Okay. I don't care about the dishes sitting there dirty. I care more that I feel like I'm appreciated, you know, like there's so much more to unpack there. Yeah. And it's not to say too, like that you shouldn't have emotions that you shouldn't, you know, have anger or sadness or frustration or any of that. Like those are normal human emotions that everyone needs to be feeling fully. Right. Um, But it is recognizing that a lot of times, like when you are mad at someone, it's not, it's a lot of times it's something that's like getting triggered with inside of you of like a, a deep seated belief that you actually have of yourself or it, or it's like triggering a memory that happened to you or whatever. And it's, it's just being able to like feel that, but then recognize like when maybe you are in the wrong of like, maybe the way you reacted, it's not necessarily for having the, emo- the emotion, but a lot of times the way we react from those emotions are like yeah. not the way that we want to show up in the world in the way that other people deserve to be treated too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I just, I love this conversation. I literally can talk about this all day, but I, okay. First of all, question too, back to your brand. Did you kick your dad out of your business? No, no. So (laughs) we basically like, we, we, we both cared about the things that we cared about in the same way. And he has done this for 30 years and I was just getting started. And so like, he really, we did this together because he's done this sales training forever. And he wanted to bring my marketing expertise and help build this brand so that this sales training can live on beyond him wanting, he wants to be like grandpa in the next five years and retire. And I'm like hustling, coming up with these ideas and doing this stuff. And it just was like easier to let me lean into what I knew best and let him to lean into what he knew best and, and just do it differently. Like, and I really wanted to take the brand five and make, cause I started the name and I started it all with my intention that is now. And right. then we started working together and I thought that would make the most sense. I think it was my safe place to be. And then I realized, you know what, I'm going to go back to square one and do what I had intended to do. Cause in my gut, I was just like, this isn't ending up with what I had wanted it to be. And so Right. I mean, he, he was like an opportunity presented himself to him and he's like, I got to take this. And I'm like, go, oh, we're good. Let's like, yeah. let's let, this is the sign that we need. You've got this great opportunity. I've got this great opportunity. Like, let's, let's move on past it. But I mean, I still like, he's a great mentor to me being in entrepreneurship for 30 years and doing it and writing it out. So yeah, I mean, it was a good choice and now having him as a mentor has been a better choice. Yeah. And that also just goes to say, like, it's okay to fucking change your mind with things too. Yes. Like, yes. I, I, I feel like people get, I I've talked about this before on this podcast too, but I feel like people get so hung up on like, okay, if I have an idea or a thought or a belief or whatever, I have to stick to it because it, especially if they say it out loud, you know, they're like, well, I'm stuck with this. And it's like, no, like fucking look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady was yeah. like, I'm going to retire. And we're like, yeah. oh, and then two months later, a month later, he's like, just kidding. And that's yeah. like the biggest platform. And like so many people know him and are watching him and whatever that he's like, you know what? Just kidding. I changed my mind. And like, do you think anyone is like, oh, no, right. well, you said you're going to retire. You can't come back. Like, 
Yeah. And I think that when I, when I made that shift away from my dad, I was always like, well, I, I paused for probably five months and I just sat there in this rut. Like, how am I going to come back from this? What am I going to do? How am I going to message this? And then somebody was like, no offense, but like, just like do it. Like no one cares. And when they ask about it, you'll just explain it. And then you just move on. And I was like, you're right. I'm just going to just keep going. Like no one's going to sit no here and like, looking at your business no, in that much. If it is, it's like a friend that's like, where's your dad? I'm be like, Hey, we'll handle it. Like, it's not like these clients are like, yeah, you know, like it just wasn't the thing. Like it was just move on and just start taking action. I think sometimes entrepreneurs will live in that space because it's safe. Like I did for five months, like, yeah. okay, well, I don't know how to recover from this. So I'm going to sit here and not take any action because it's just safer than facing rejection or something, you know? And it's just like, once you just start going and repetitively going, that's why I think if I, if I could, if I could tell an entrepreneur anything and even myself, and it was my word for 2021 was consistency, yeah. consistency, just my word for 2021 was that because I was like, no matter what, I'm just going to keep freaking going. And that was the year that we decided to part ways. And I kept looking at it every day in my bathroom. And I'm like, that's there for a reason. Just keep going. Just keep doing it. Just keep showing up. And thank God I did, because it's the only reason I got out of that rut. I think if you, if you don't keep going, no matter that, I didn't even take the same road. I split, I split and I just kept going, but I knew like, I've got to keep consistent with this. I've got to do it. And I think that's the biggest thing that entrepreneurs do is they throw in the towel too early and they just need to keep going. Yeah. Because there's so much that comes out of like, you could do the same thing over and over again. And then the next day it could be so different for you, or it could, yeah. it could bring up a new idea for you. And it's just like, just continuing on and just even seeing things through, even though they're, it's fucking hard is like, you have to, and not mm -hmm. only just in fucking business, like in every aspect of your life, you know, right. what's your, what's your word for 2022 progress, progress, progress for myself, progress for my clients. I want to take what I did and have laid the consistency. And I want to either progress or progress like either one. I just want to move forward. And I've been doing nothing but that. I didn't want to stay the same. I wanted to do things that made me progress. I wanted to make progress. I just wanted to, to move. Do yeah. you do a word? No, but now I want to. <laughs> yeah, I always do a word and I do like a vision board of what I want. I did and do I a do vision like, board this year. Yeah, I do. I do it and I keep it in my bathroom somewhere. I know I go every day to get ready and I just like, and it pops up when I can see it from my shower and I don't do anything else outside of just like the subtle reminder, like you're going to keep moving forward, you know, just yeah. keep going. And some yeah, years I, it's bigger than others, you know? Yeah. I made a vision board and I, I just did it like on Canva. And so it's actually mm -hmm. my, the background on my computer. Oh, and that's cool. the thing that I did differently this year with, which I've, I mean, I haven't made a fucking vision board since I was like 15, probably, yeah. but something that I had never thought about doing with a vision board, which I actually was taught by one of my mentors is like take moments where like you feel the feelings that you're wanting out of like your vision board. Like a lot of times people are like, oh, I want to feel successful and happy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to make money and, you know, I want to feel healthy, like whatever it is that you want to feel like take photos from your actual life that already make you feel that way and put it on your vision board, because that can help you activate those feelings right away. So then it's not, it doesn't feel like something that you're like reaching for, you know, that you can already have that in your life. So like in my vision board, I have like pictures of like, you know, 
some of my times of like me feeling like my sexiest and my happiest and my healthiest and like the things that I know that I can activate right now, which I thought was a really cool idea that I had never thought of before. I agree. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought of that either, like putting stuff on there that already ignites that feeling. Yeah, because it helps with the the manifestation of those things. Yeah. Because then you it's not you you need to be able to activate those feelings now to be able to continue on and move forward in it and get and be able to attract the things that you're wanting. Because what I've learned with manifestation is you manifest what you are, not what you want. And so if you're manifesting more of that abundance, that success, that health, that you know whatever. You have to be able to activate it within you now to be able to continue to see it out in the future with what you would like it to actually show up as, if that makes sense. So I have a question yeah. and I'm interested to hear what you would say about it, but I think the real reason I had the balls to do what I did was I had a, so I wouldn't consider myself a religious person, but I would consider myself spiritual mm-hmm. and I don't really know what beyond that, I just believe in a higher power. I believe that everyone's on here for a purpose, but I ended up speaking with this therapist, I would say, of, um, a couple, I've spoken to her several times and she kind she's not like, uh, psychic, but she, cause she asks all sorts of questions and she unpacks your insecurities and then she kind of guides you. And she like, I guess it's like a, she says she has things that she can see for you or things that she can't see for you. Yeah. And when I first talked to her, I was, yeah. And I, when I first talked to her, I was in the middle of my corporate career and I was like, I just don't feel like this is me. And I had this idea that maybe I was going to do a business with Connor or I had other things going on and I kept bringing them up to her and she's like, no, it wasn't, that it was doing a business. I was going to climb a different corporate ladder. And she was like, no, you know, and she's like, why don't you just unpack some more of some things? And I named off some things and I said entrepreneurship. And she's like, stop. She's like, that's coming in so strong for you. That's so strong. And I was like, okay, you know, never thought of it, whatever. And we ended the call and she's like, I'll probably be talking to you in about a year. And I'm like, okay, you know, like moving on. I had other questions. I was talking about like pregnancy and other things. And anyways, throughout the course of the year, everything that she had said ended up occurring, you know, like things. And I didn't, I didn't really think much of it. I mean, I thought of it, but not really, I didn't take action because of it. It just ended up happening. And then I'd be like, Oh my God, she said like something like that, you know, it would happen. And so then I called her when I thought about starting this business and it was right around the time frame. she said, I'd be calling her back and I bounced off some things. And she's like, this is for you do this, you know, like do this. I see this so strong for you, do it. And so then I did, and I got in with my dad and I thought this, and then I ended up calling her again when it was all kind of, when I was in that lull period of five months and she really helps me unpack all these things. And then she said, you know what? She said, you will sit in this place of uncertainty until you take action. And the second you take action, it's going to start happening for you. So start taking action and moving forward. And so many people have told me that before, you know, like, obviously you can't make anything happen until you take action on it. But I, I, I think that her encouragement, I guess somebody else telling me that it was that they believed I could do it, that didn't know me, that said, this is for you, this is a path for you, um, made me believe it and manifest it. And ever since then, I have just taken action in what I knew how to do best. And it's, it's been success ever since. And I, but I, I, I don't know if I would have had that 
innate belief in me. If somebody else, I guess on the outside world, didn't see it first. And I don't know, like, if you think anything of that from a mindset perspective, like, is that a false mindset I had of myself? Or is that just like, I don't know, like, do you, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of times it really helps to like have someone else tell you the things that maybe deep down you want to hear that you do believe of yourself, but you have all these like fears and insecurities that like are just louder than that. And so it's like, uh, I don't know. I think, I think that having someone believe in you is really powerful. It's like the same thing with coaching. Like a lot yeah, of and I think that's where you come in, like somebody telling you like, okay, I'm paying this person too. Like I'm paying for this. They're telling me things that they've heard me say. And she doesn't, t- she doesn't sit down on the phone and say, Hey, Katie, you're going to be an entrepreneur in a year and a half. Like she right. lets me unpack it and she lets me unpack it. And sometimes I'll throw up an idea and she's like, ah, I don't see that for you. I just don't see it strong. And I just have always like gone back to that because I honestly think that somebody else like telling me that this is in my future for me, that I guess wasn't a family or friend made a big difference. And it made me, I guess, manifest it a little bit more, but I don't know. I always go back to like, whether or not, um, if I would have had those conversations with her, but maybe that's, maybe that's spirituality and religion for people too. Like maybe they come from that place where they're like, you know, God you know, maybe they, they felt something in them that was like, whether it be God or whether whatever they believe in say, Mm -hmm. like, I felt like this was my right path forward. Like this was what I was supposed to do. I don't know. It was just having that, that like objective person that isn't friends or family or, or your significant other be able to, they just have like a, a, a lens. And that's why I like coaching is because like, someone can tell me something and I can, I can be like, okay, well let's zoom out. Like, or you can tell like just from their energy, like how they're feeling behind it. And mm-hmm. even just the way that they speak about it. And I, I like the fact that that intuitive lady that whatever she was, <laughs> I don't even know how to call her. I don't like to call her a psychic because I'm not like a, well, I mean, I probably would see a psychic too, but yeah. Cause I just like think all that is interesting enough for me to sit yeah. through, but, but like, I think I, she doesn't do it. Yeah. The fact that she was asking you questions, like that's where, that's where, you know, you have a good coach is it's not someone who is constantly just throwing out advice and they're saying, well, you should do this, or you should do this. It's like asking you questions. So then you can come to your own conclusion. And then you're like, right. So do it. Right. right. You came to that conclusion. I didn't tell you it. Like I didn't tell you to go after your dreams and be an entrepreneur. You said it yourself. And I could tell from your energy shift that like that actually that's, that's what you want for yourself. And then you can go ahead and go from there. So, yeah, I mean, I think she was just being a really good coach in that, in that instance. She's going to be my, like a intuitive coach. I don't know what yeah, it is. But, she, I was like, but I think that that is to reiterate what you do. That is so valuable for somebody. She, her belief in me single-handedly shifted the course of, of what I chose to do because I felt like somebody else outside of believed in me and thought like they can do it. And I think that coaching, you know, like you said, some people just write that off. Well, it's just not for them. You know, like, you know, I I am a professional and I sought it out because I think that there's a portion in everyone's life, or maybe they're too nervous to open up, to, um, talk about some of the things that coaches can help them unpack on their own. You're, you are kind of like a therapist in the sense of just like you said, you're getting them to unpack it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely am not at all 
you know, qualified for a lot of the therapy things. So please do not come to me <laughs> and think that I can help you unpack your trauma because I cannot, I'm not qualified for that. You can, you can maybe channel the trauma into like a new coaching, a new, I mean, you have to be able to, you have to hear, I think with anyone getting healthy, you're unpacking a bit of trauma before you get there, you know, and being able to, yeah. to listen to that. You may not be a professional. I don't purposely ever try to bring up anything that will trigger a trauma yeah. response from someone, or I, you know, if something does come up that is traumatic for someone, I'm not like, okay, let's dive into this. Right. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I don't want to re-traumatize you yeah. Uh, yeah. because I do not have the tools for that. So I'm, I'm very good at recognizing like what my scope of practice is and like being able right. to, you know, I have a current client right now that, um, you know, some traumatic things have been coming up for her recently. And I'm, and I will constantly reiterate, like, this is, I am not at all in right. a space where I can help you move through this. Um, I can help you to shift your thinking in certain ways and help you to feel like you are in a safe space to be able to express those feelings that are coming up for you. But I'm never going to be like, let's dive into it together. Yeah. You know, like if you dive into it on your own, like that's your own thing. Right. But I'm not yeah. going to purposely tell you to go into it. I'm trying to look up a, um, quote, uh, God, that, that just came to me, except I always fuck it up. So I'm trying to find it before I get into it, but um, there's, I'm not going to find it. It's going to take me too long, but essentially Alan Watts, do you know who Alan Watts is? He's amazing. He's like this amazing thinker of, he's just great with like mindset. And I think he's dead now, but RIP. RIP. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he says, fuck, I'm going to fuck it up. Um, when you, when you have conscious thought, you become the God you were um, you were taught to believe or something like that. That's so I butchered the fuck out of that. It'll be in the show notes. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes for you guys. <laughs> but I love that because I'm also not a religious person. I grew up Catholic and I, I fell out of, you know, really believing in, in God, the way that I was taught to believe in God right. um, pretty young, honestly, like my freshman year of high school, I think is when I stopped like really believing in that. And so I really never even considered myself too much of a spiritual person in general until I started doing like mindset work. And, and when I like dabbled in psychedelics, um, <laughs> but, um, that quote, if I could ever get it correctly, I love because it's, it's understanding that you have the creative you have the choice to create the life that you want for yourself. And, and I, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that people shouldn't pray to God or like you believe what right. you, it's, I think deep down, like what I kind of see as my spirituality falls in line as someone else that believes in like God, you know? Um, but I think it's really powerful to understand that you really do have the, the choice and you have the power to really create the life that you want for yourself. And that's when you start to recognize like you are, you are your own God essentially is what mm -hmm. like that quote was saying. And I know that could be really triggering for certain people. I'm not saying I am God, but I'm just saying that you have the power to be able to the things that you're praying for mm -hmm. and the things that you're hoping for in your life, you can create that for yourself. It's not up to 
someone else to be like, I'm going to hand this to you because whatever right. you worked for it, you, you were able to see it for yourself and you were able to create it for yourself. Um, I'll find it, but yeah, it's, I really did butcher that quote, like really, really badly. <laughs> I think what you're saying is true. I think that for spirituality, religion, anything that, you know, it really becomes helpful when you're going through something challenging. And I think that you end up doing a lot of mindset work unconsciously while, I mean, think about verbalizing, praying for me, like praying out loud is shifted in my life. I don't pray, but I, anytime I speak something out loud, like hits differently and you're saying something and I, I, you know, um, it is mindset work. It's, it's mindset work on however you want to, whatever you believe in it's, um, and, and I, and I understand religion for people. And I understand just like we were talking about earlier, everyone else has a past and everyone comes from somewhere. Everyone finds, everyone finds peace, however they feel is, is good for them. And I respect that always. I, I don't think that, I don't think that the world was meant to be all one way and whatever brings somebody peace, whether you're talking to a, uh, spirit, spiritual coach or whatever visionary coach, whatever, whoever I talk to versus you found a feeling sitting in the middle of church or whatever it is. I just think that the ability to recognize that and lean into it is the powerful thing, you know, being able to recognize that you do have a purpose and your purpose is big. And however that message comes to you, being able to run with it with enough vulnerability and confidence to, to, to move forward is is something that's, uh, you know, you should be, anybody should be proud of where, however the message comes to you. Yeah. Yeah. It just reminds me too. Like I, I always grew up knowing I wanted to help people. Like I've mm-hmm. always been really good I've, with like connecting with people and, and being able to communicate with people and having people feel like they can open up to me, um, in a really like vulnerable way. And I always loved being there for people, but it's like, I never knew what that was going to look like for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just kind of like, being able to step into the things that light me up and be able to talk about the things that make me feel good, made me realize like what that looks like for me. And well, I think you listened to people for so long and took it all on and put yourself on the back burner. Yeah. And then when you realize, okay, I'm going to put this attention into myself. And then you realize how good it can feel. And you realized probably all those people that were hurting around you, how much they could have utilized something like this on their own self, like makes you so passionate because you were a walking example of what it did for you. You know, like you were in a place that needed help and you did the hard work and it's called work because it's not just making, like, it's not just choosing the healthy snack, you know, it's like, it's, it's work especially if you want it to, just like we said, it's something you will always revisit every relationship in life that is matters takes work always because it's not easy. It's just not. Yeah. There it's, it's the same thing as like every single time you level up, you just have more things that will come up for you. Um, it's like new levels, new devils. Mm-hmm. Is the That's a quote you got. Yeah, I got that. I found it. It needs to rhyme. It needs to rhyme. I did find the quote though. So when you wake up to conscious choice, you become the God you were taught to praise by Alan. Okay. Yeah. So once you realize that you have the ability to 
fucking step out of automation and step out of like just living, you know, same shit every day, like same shit, different day. Well, you're living in fucking automation. You're not having conscious choice of like how your life is going to show up for yourself. So once you realize you have that ability to have that conscious choice of literally every aspect of your life, you really do have a, a choice in every aspect of your life to be able to make it into something that you really want for yourself. You know? Yeah. The key to that quote is conscious choice. Yep. That, that, that knowledge that you, you can choose however you want to look at a situation and, and, and it, as silly as it is, it changes the outcome of everything Oh, in a absolutely. simple, a simple shift. And, um, yeah, that, that is a good quote. And you need to remember conscious choice. That was the one part that was I'm like you make wake up and be your own god (laughs) yeah you're god damn it yeah I'm not I'm so bad at that this is like this is not the first time on this podcast that I'm trying to quote something and I fuck just straight up butcher the shit out of it it's just it's not good you know and it's like it's not like I know I'm gonna bring up this quote for me to have it written you know I just, you know, I just need to be more prepared about knowing exactly what I'm going to say on this podcast. Just kidding. That would be awful. I cannot, I cannot uh, plan out podcasts. I will, I sound so stupid if I try and like script anything out. Oh, awful. (laughs) Not a good time. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you want to touch on about entrepreneurship mindset. I mean, do you work specifically last question, I guess, is do you work specifically with your clients to help them with their mindset? If it comes up, like I'm not, I would never call myself a mindset person, but a lot of times, like I become really close with these people and we realize, especially it depends on the capacity. Like if it's an entrepreneur and we're starting something, it's, it's a different level versus like uh, designing a promotional mail out, like two different levels of involvement there. Right. But I think innately who I am, as I get to know them, I, that's just like what I like to talk about. Like, I don't, I love to, it's weird for me to be the one getting all these questions asked. Cause usually I'm the quizzer. I'm like, okay, let's unpack, yeah. you know, like I'm just like that kind of a person aggressive in that nature. Yeah. So I think that it happens that way for me. I just get to know people that way, but I, I don't, I don't work on mindset essentially, but it comes up in sales a lot. And when we were oh, yeah. doing sales training, it's all about your mindset to be successful in sales. You have to have like a, an amazing mindset. It's the only way you deal with that much rejection and be okay. It's a, it's a lot of rejection. People. Yeah. That's all sales <laughs> is rejection. It's not progress. It's dealing with rejection in enough of a format that you can get back up and do it again the next day. Yeah. And that's and entrepreneurship too. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is the same thing. You've got to have a mindset that's like, yeah, I'm going to probably be laughed at. I'm definitely going to make some mistakes. I'm going to fail a good amount of times. And then the one time I'm going to win, I'm going to ride that out. And you know, that's just, that's just, that is, but I, I want to say before I go that I'm just really in awe of what you've been doing and, you know, seeing you in college, um, to where you are now, I wanted to get on the podcast because I wanted to see you in action. And like, you are definitely, you know, doing what you were, I think what you're meant to do. And I think it will form into different avenues for you as you go on and really zone in. But I think that 
knowing who you were in college, which wasn't a great time for you. I think when you revisit back, not like, not like it wasn't fun, but you know, like you always talk about, like you weren't really happy. You weren't doing, you weren't happy with who you were and seeing you then to seeing you now, um, you know, and just interacting with you through social media. I just, I, I, I know how hard it must have been for you to shift and make those changes. And I know it probably took a lot of work and you're doing really, really well. And I think you're doing exactly what you're meant to do. And I think that as you begin to build this, the people that you coach will, you will go all in and be a total valuable person for them. And I just think that it's so great that you took the chance and are leaning into it. And, you know, my best advice to you is keep your blinders on and do what you are meant to do because this, my space, your space is flooded with competition and you get in the zone and social media is a beast in that way, man. You're just flooded with what everyone else is doing better and different. And the only way I've been able to keep going is to put my blinders on and just know that the people that gravitate towards me is because they're meant to be there and I'm going to help them. And I'm going to listen to those people and I'm going to do what I know is good. And and the good stuff will continue to come. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Oh, so nice. Yeah. I mean, man, college Marta was a completely different human being for sure. For sure. I enjoyed that Marta, but I'm happy to see you. (laughs) Like, I just think that there are so many things that you were unhappy about that you have dealt with and come out like a blooming flower, you know? And that's like, you know, you just, oh gosh, what was it? I think it was Shauna and I or something that when you were first starting to like kind of post about what you were doing, we're all like, oh my God, like, look at her go. Like, this is so awesome. Like, it was just so cool to see the transformation and, um, then for you to be vulnerable about vulnerable about it and turn it into something that you've only progressed. And I think that, like I said, if you keep your blinders on and zone in on what you truly care about, you'll make sense of it. You'll push forward with it and, and the right people will gravitate and that's what matters. So. I love that. Thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. You keep <laughs> screwing up quotes for the rest of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, well, thank you so much for being here, Katie. Yes. Like, seriously, this was so awesome. Literally, Katie and I have not talked like this, like actually a real conversation in like nine years. Yes. <laughs> so it's been it's been wild. Yes. <laughs> but where uh, where can people find you? How can they contact you? How can they work with you? Instagram, I I would say is the easiest um, at the brand five, the period brand five, the number. Um, yeah, I mean, follow me, send me messages. That would be the best way. Yeah. I need to contact you for some, some help with some branding. I would love that. Hey. Hey. (laughs) All right. We'll catch us on the next episode of the born to be fat podcast. Please like subscribe, share with all of your friends. It seriously makes such a difference, uh, being able to have this podcast in more ears, be able to help more people. I seriously love doing this podcast and this has like been such a great experience for me. So please do what you can get, get it out there for me and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.